Blog Talk Radio. All right, welcome to another special edition of Taylor Made Sports. I'm your host, Kevin Taylor. Great to have you along again. This special edition of Taylor Made Sports is going to be about football, football, and more football. <laughs> yes, it's been a time of year. We're coming up on Labor Day weekend, and where I'm coming to you from, Atlanta, Georgia, it's one of the best locations for all things football, high school, college, NFL, and as the Europeans call it, football, meaning soccer. So we're going to discuss all things football in this program. Thank you so much for being a part of this week's uh, show and special edition. And hopefully everyone is doing well. You know, when I was doing the show every Monday night live right here on blogtalkradio.com, I would always check on everyone to see how everyone was doing. And hopefully everyone has had a great week. All the uh, school kids or young adults who are in school are uh, having a tremendous time and doing very well there. And everyone's getting acclimated as we go into, can you believe it, the last part of the year? It is now September, and can you believe it's, it's coming up on Christmas almost. And the 25th will be three months from Christmas. Can you believe it? Wow. But right now, I know a lot of fans are are basically just kicking up their heels because, like I said, football season is here. Uh, the major uh, slate of games in high school football across the state of Georgia kicked off last weekend. And as we do this program on Wednesday, September 2nd, it's getting ready to be fierce in the Atlanta area because you've got Georgia Tech kicking off their season on Thursday night, September 3rd, on the flats at Bobby Dodd Stadium against Alcorn State. That should be a great game, a great game, by the way. So we'll discuss that in a moment. Also, Georgia State, they're looking to get back into the winning tradition that uh, they had uh, for a season when Bill Curry was coach. But uh, Trent Miles is there. He's got a, uh, a lot of young players. He's still trying to um, hone and trying to build a, a winning tradition of his own. And uh, they kick off their season against USC Charlotte on Friday, Friday afternoon. I believe that game will be on ESPNU. And so that's going to be at the Georgia Dome. And then, of course, Saturday, you've got the Georgia Bulldogs kicking off their season at Sanford Stadium over in Athens. So we'll get to all three teams and also discuss a little bit of the top 25 in college football as well. And we'll preview the upcoming NFL season and what you can expect from your favorite team. And also, we're going to discuss soccer with the Atlanta United franchise. So like I said, football, football, and more football on this program of Taylor Made Sports with Kevin Taylor. You'll also hear my one-on-one interviews with Maria Taylor of ESPN. She's a sideline reporter. She's going to be doing some work on the SEC Network. So I know that she's very excited about that. I hope that you are too because I know she has a lot of fans, a good fan base in the metro Atlanta area. So make sure that every Saturday you check out the SEC Network because she will be one of the featured sideline reporters on their main broadcast with the number one announcing team, Brent Musburger and Jesse Palmer. So uh, we're going to be uh, hearing her with uh, our interview coming up in just a few minutes. And Darren Eels, who's the president of the Atlanta United Soccer Team here in the capital of Georgia, uh, I was able to talk to him uh, during the um, facility naming and the designating of the facility, I should say, uh, here in the metro Atlanta area in DeKalb County. And that is just east of the city of Atlanta. And like I said, still in the metro area. 
And so they're going to be um, building a new training facility, a soccer facility over there, a lot of soccer fields and headquarters over there. So it was a big announcement, a lot of fanfare. Arthur Blank was there and uh, county government officials were there. Uh, They're going to uh, be welcomed by the Cabot County. And um, uh, this is a, a, a big of a big instrumental uh, time for not only Atlanta United, for, but for that county as well, because the Cabot County is trying to revitalize that area. And I feel like uh, putting that uh, headquarters there, we'll be able to do it. And so a lot of fan pairs have been made over the Atlanta United soccer franchise. And, uh, good things are in store as they prepare for their debut in 2017, along with the new Atlanta Stadium, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, that is. <laughs> so let's get right to it, shall we? And, uh, you know, of course, like I told you, it's college football season, and you know what that means here in the city of Atlanta. It means that kickoff is just right around the corner. So let's start with the first game that we're going to have, and that's Georgia Tech. I was over at Georgia Tech uh, for the annual, uh, well, I shouldn't say annual, but weekly press conference uh, that Paul Johnson has, and uh, they're getting ready for a big season this year. Let me say that. But Paul Johnson is keeping his guys grounded. They they really are. Uh, you're not really hearing a lot of fanfare, uh, you know, not a lot of hype around this team. Georgia Tech comes into this game, ranked 16th in the country. And uh, Alcorn State, you cannot count these guys out, even though they are not on the level of Georgia Tech, but they're number one. They're ranked number one at HBCU schools. And um, for those of you that may not know what HBC stands for, that's Historically Black College and Universities. And uh, the HBCU rankings came out. Yeah, believe it or not, they were number one. So this, you know, Georgia Tech cannot take this game lightly. And I don't think they will. I don't think Paul Johnson has um, these guys, you know, kind of looking past this game. Um, They're just going out, trying to get better, and trying to do whatever is needed to uh, get a win. Um, it's going to be something, though. I, I, you know, me personally, I don't think that it's going to be a 73-3 to three type game, but I think Georgia, Georgia Tech will be able to put up a lot of points against Alcorn State. Uh, Alcorn State, of course, plays in the SWAC Conference. Uh, that's the Southwest Athletic Conference. And, um, like I said, they, they, they still have a lot to prove. And, of course, coming into this game, I think on a national stage, it's going to be something – that they're going to be looking for forward to doing. Um, you know, Alcorn State, even though, like I said, they're a Division II school, they can actually put up some points. So they wouldn't be ranked number one if they couldn't do that. Now, kickoff is at 730 at Bobby Dodd Stadium, and you can catch the game if you're in the southeast on Fox Sports South. And you have Fox Sports South at 730 on Thursday. September 3rd. So, a uh, great game, and uh, watch the Georgia Tech defense. I think that uh, the defense will step up, even though it's just the first game of the season. I guess you can tell I am very excited about this because uh, Georgia Tech still has a lot of fruit. You know, they don't want to, you know, to go into this game looking like last season was just, you know, something that um, they'll just come in the right place at the right time and had a great season with getting a lot of wins and didn't play anybody. They want to make a legitimate um, run here from the start, at least, for the ACC title, you know, and uh, to be able to do that, you've got to win the games that you're supposed to win, and I think they will be able to do that Thursday night. Now, there is a traffic advisory that was given by Georgia Tech, 
And uh, according to their website, uh, fans attending Georgia Tech season opener, I guess all course they are advised to plan accordingly. This is a combination of rush hour and multiple major events around Atlanta Thursday evening. Now, check this out. You got Georgia Tech playing. You got the Falcons in their last preseason game playing. And you got Joe Biden who's going to be in town. Uh, I think he's speaking at about 730 in the metro Atlanta area. So if you're going to be near downtown on Thursday, that's, that's – traffic here in Atlanta, especially on a Friday, is, is not good. Unless you say that. Uh, in the afternoon, it's not good. And you're coming up on a holiday weekend. So people may not go to work on Friday. So let's say if they're leaving town on Thursday or trying to, you know, get an early start on the weekend on Thursday, mm, that's even more of <laughs> congestion that, you know, people do not want to go through. Uh, kickoff, like I said, Bobby Dallas at 730. The Falcons game is at 7. And uh, Joe Biden is going to be speaking at 7.30 in Buckhead. And that's not too far from Bobby Dodd Stadium. Buckhead is one of the more upscale areas of the city of Atlanta. You know, and <laughs> a lot of people probably have heard about Buckhead for where, wherever you are. Uh, but, uh, you know, going through the downtown connector 7585 is probably going to be uh, not good because they're going to stop traffic for that motorcade, nonetheless. Uh, the campus parking lots will open at 5 o'clock if you're going to the Georgia Tech game. And so please, accordingly, like they said, please do that because uh, they want to have, um, you know, a, a less stressful time trying to get in and around the city and around Bobby Dodd as they possibly can. So, um, you know, good thing that um, – uh, Georgia Tech put that out there because that is something that was very much needed. Yes, because uh, like the traffic in Atlanta, if you don't plan right, you can get stuck. And I mean, stuck for hours, just to say the least. I mean, because you, oh boy, uh, a five minute trip can turn into a 30 minute trip just like that. Wow. All right, we're going to do some comparisons now in this game. Uh, offensively, Georgia Tech uh, last season, they scored about 40 points a game, whereas Auckland State scored 44. Now, the rushing game, hey, Georgia Tech, you know, they, they love running the football. So this might change the season, though. They ran the football for average of 342 yards a game. Auckland State, 286. Passing, 134 for Tech, 207 for Auckland State. Now, defensively, this is where, like I said, I think Tech will get much improvement this season. Uh, Tech gave up about 26 points a game last season. Alcorn State, 20. That defense. Don't don't lay down on these guys, okay? Uh, Tech allowed about 168 yards a game rushing the football. Alcorn State gave up about 108. Yeah. Yeah. Passing Tech gave up about 244 yards a game. Uh, Alcorn State 211. So Alcorn State's defense is it's a good defense. To, to say the least. Okay. Yeah. Like I like I told you. But I uh, check that game out again. It's going to be on Fox Sports South. Kickoff is at 7:30. Now Georgia State they are going to be playing on Friday. Yes. Friday afternoon. Now, 
I just told you about a holiday weekend. Now, I don't know why Georgia State would schedule a game like this, but, um, you know, hey, what? that's beyond me. But uh, they're going to be playing the Charlotte 49ers. Uh, they're going to get everybody been out there doing. They're going to be playing the Charlotte 49ers inside the Georgia Dome, 3.30, and uh, Georgia State, you know, they're getting ready for their preparation uh, for Charlotte. Uh, of course, let's go back to Georgia Tech for a second. I like Georgia Tech in that game against the Alcorn State, of course, but I don't think it's going to be a, a major blowout. But I think Tech will um, win handily. Georgia, Georgia State, on the other hand, um, this still is a young team. Um, I'm hoping that they can get the win here, uh, but it's, it's going to be it's going to be another uphill season, I think, for these guys. I, I'm looking at them as being another year away. Then they have a, a at least contending season for the uh, Sun Belt Championship. Uh, but, you know, you never know. I mean, they, these games are not being played yet, but I think uh, Georgia State will probably do just enough uh, to probably try to get the win against Charlotte. They came out last season, won their opener, but then lost pretty much all the games uh, right after that. But uh, Charlotte, don't count these guys out. They're a very tough team. But uh, this is, a, you know, this is a game that could go either way. But uh, hopefully Georgia State can um, step up defensively and get everything that they need to do to um, get the win on both sides of the ball. So that game will kick off at 3.30, and uh, you can catch it on ESPNU, 3.30, all right? All right, now, for Georgia, UGA, you know, they had a lot of fanfare over the week because they named, finally, their starting quarterback. Can you believe it? You know, a, a, a lot of a lot of things were made about this, uh, especially from the standpoint of during Mark Rick's tenure, um, you know, he had never gone into a season where he did not know who his starting quarterback was going to be. And so against Louisiana Monroe, the, the Bulldogs will be facing at 12 noon on the SEC Network this coming Saturday. Uh, Grayson Lambert will be the starting quarterback. You know, when the number nine Bulldogs face Louisiana Monroe. So Mark Rick said it was a tough competition. They could have, you know, the guys who were competing for the job, they could have, any one of them could have basically got the job. But he wanted to go ahead and make the announcement so that it would not be a last minute decision and then avoiding a media circus. Because, you know, here in the state of Georgia, if you're not familiar with how Georgia's followed, I mean, it's like a lot of fanfare. I mean, whatever is not done can be scrutinized. Whatever is done can still be scrutinized, which is going to like that. But, um, you know, of course, uh, Grayson Lambert transferred from Virginia, Virginia last season. And like I said, he won the starting job over sophomore Bryce Ramsey in junior for time uh, but two. But uh, Ramsey actually uh, was the backup last season to Hudson Mason. So I think a lot of people were looking at Bryce Ramsey as the guy who probably could have, you know, maybe said, hey, you know, the job is mine. But, uh, you know, he's probably just one step back, Grayson Lambert. So, uh, the competition was through the preseason practice, and uh, Ramsey does remain the backup quarterback on the depth chart. So uh, we'll see how all this uh, comes along. And uh, Mark Rich said that um, Coach Schottenheimer and I were pretty sure on Saturday, meaning last week, 
this morning we talked about it one last time, and then they made the decision to go with Ramsey. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Bryce, uh, 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 Grayson Lambert, that he is. So they're going to go with Grayson Lambert as the starting quarterback. Uh, the Bulldogs, I think, have what it takes on offense to stay in games. They do. Defensively, I think they, I think they still do as well. Uh, the Bulldogs, of course, any time that you have a, a season that uh, you know you lose your quarterback, but you have you know so many running backs, you got to be able to move the ball. Of course, Todd Gurley went to the NFL, but Georgia's offensive line, I think they'll remain strong. The defensive front will remain strong as well. But my question is, how well would the secondary play? That's going to be the, the, the key right there. Uh, I, I think the defensive secondary for Georgia will make strides this year, and I think they will be able to step up to the plate and keep uh, the uh, running game uh, that the Bulldogs have against uh, being able to stop the run, that is. Uh, I think front four will be able to stop the run. And then when uh, teams start opening up for the pass, I think uh, the Bulldogs will be able to step up and uh, contain teams at least. Uh, I think teams will still be able to throw the ball against the Bulldogs, but uh, depending on the type of schemes that um, the Bulldogs put out there, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, will you how many safeties you have out, or will they be positioned, as well as uh, just your front seven as well, uh, with uh, rushing the quarterback? So, in my mind, still a few question marks with the Bulldogs, especially on defense. Obviously, I think they're there. I think they're there. But of course, the household name is going to be Nick Chubb. You're seeing how he does, especially uh, coming off a phenomenal season last year. Uh, we'll see how. Everything will work itself out coming up on Saturday afternoon. Again, 12 noon at Sanford Stadium, and you can catch the game on the SEC Network. All right, before we talk with Maria Taylor of ESPN, you know, hopefully everyone that is following whatever conference that you have, you know, if it's the um, Big 12, uh, I'm sorry, the Big 10, the Big, uh, the Big 12, uh, the Pac-12, uh, ACC, SEC, um, Coastal Division, Sun Belt, you know, make sure if you're following these teams that, you know, you just don't follow them just for the name. You know, try to find out as much as you can about these teams, and hopefully, you know, you'll be able to make a great, uh, great you know, decision with, with following because a lot of times people will – um, go for teams just for name recognition, like Michigan or Ohio State or Penn State or Boston College or Clemson, UGA, just because they're from Georgia. But make sure that your team is the right team that you're following. I've always followed Georgia Tech, and I've always enjoyed watching Georgia Tech, and I've supported Georgia Tech. But at the same time, hey, if Georgia Tech is going to be in a key matchup, but I think they may not win. Hey, I'm going to say that. You know, but uh, – Hopefully this year everyone will keep it will keep it real with the team that they are supporting. But I hope every team does well that you're supporting this year. All right, now what we're going to do is we're going to hear from Maria Taylor of ESPN, and she's of course the sideline reporter during the uh, SEC Network's coverage on their uh, prime primetime games. And so I recently had a chance to speak with her, and our conversation was very delightful. And let's let you hear that right here 
I'm here now with Maria Taylor, of course, sideline reporter for ESPN. And Maria, thanks so much for being with us on TaylorMade Sports. And just talk about your role here on college football this this upcoming season on ESPN. Um, I will be working specifically with the ESPN SEC Network Game of the Week. We call it the Primetime Game. I will be with Jesse Palmer and uh, Brent Musburger. And each week we'll be out there on the road Saturdays finding the best SEC game and bringing it to you. It will sound good. And, of course, tell us about your background. I understand that you're a UGA alum. Yes, and a dual-sport athlete. I played volleyball and basketball at the University of Georgia. Um, got both of my degrees from there. Grew up in Alpharetta, Georgia, which is about 30 minutes north of the city. So I'm a homegrown Georgia peach. SEC is in my blood, and so it's great to be around this conference uh, as much as I am. Yes, it is. And, of course, football is basically, you know, the heart and soul of the athletic department. We know that. And how do you look at Georgia as we approach this upcoming season? Because, uh, of course, you know, Nick Chubb is going to be the feature back, and I know a lot of the offense is going to go through him. So how do you see that team as a whole? I think that Nick Chubb, he's going to just continue to wow us uh, with his athletic talent. He never showed any signs of wear and tear. We know that he's a durable back, and we know that he can grind out some really tough yards. So I think he's going to make it easy for whichever quarterback does end up standing in the pocket with him or handing the ball off to him. And we don't know who that is. We don't know if it's going to be Bryce Ramsey. We don't know if it's going to be Sassone Bauda. Uh, but I know that Coach Rick will make the right decision. And I think the bigger question is how does Brian Schottenheimer fit into Georgia's offense? It's the first time we haven't seen Mike Bobo in the Mark Rick era in Athens. So that's what I'm most looking forward to seeing, the evolution of the Georgia offense under a new offensive coordinator. A very good point there. Now talk about your role here as we watch uh, the games, uh, you know, going into sideline reporting. You know, is it, say, in the production meetings that you have a detailed outline of what you have to cover game by game? Or just kind of give us a little bit more of a perspective of your type of position. I make sure that I know the two deep. I know all of the players and usually their background, their health, whether if they've had an ankle injury in weeks past. I want to know that just in case they re-injure it that following week. Um, my job is to be the ears and the eyes on the sidelines, so I'm reporting anything that a coach is saying, a player is saying, or doing that maybe they can't have up in the booth and always asking questions. I mean, my job obviously going into halftime, coming out, and when you are at the end of the game and you want to hear exactly how it felt for that team to win or what they had to go through to get there, I'm helping to bring that story to life. And as we close, uh, what has been the most fun campus or the atmosphere that you've covered being a sideline reporter for college football? I would say that the most underrated is South Carolina, Williams Bryce Stadium. They have just some of the best fans. They get their music going. They're jumping around. I, I really do love it. Uh, and Texas A&M is the most unique probably just with the, the way that the cowbell, everything that they do. I don't know. They have yeah. a lot of different songs. They're constantly dancing, so I enjoy that. Well, Maria, you look well, and I know you're going to do well this upcoming season here as we watch you on ESPN College Football. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks so much for your time. All right. That was Maria Taylor of ESPN College Football Coverage. And make sure you check her out starting this Saturday on ESPN. Coming up, we're going to talk to Atlanta United President Darren Eels about the big soccer franchise, the new soccer franchise here in Atlanta. But first, I tell you, we got all things football in this program. So let's now shift gear to the NFL. You know, this season is going to be a, a really exciting season, to say the least. And uh, it kicks off, of course, September 10th with the Steelers and Patriots. And, of course, looking at the AFC East, a lot of headlines here. We still don't know what, you know, decision may be made with Tom Brady. But uh, the Patriots, I still feel like they're going to be uh, at the top of that pack in the uh, AFC East. 
And, of course, the Jets finished in second place last season, so we'll see if they can, you know, uh, still maintain that. Uh, Buffalo, I think they've improved. And, of course, Miami's definitely improved on defense. So, But I think the Patriots will still come out of that division on top. Cincinnati came out of the division of the AFC North last season. Uh, but I think Pittsburgh comes away with the top seed this season. Cincinnati, I think, would drop to second in the division. Then Baltimore and Cleveland, just how it rounded out uh, last season. Also, the AFC South, the Colts were number one last season. I think that continues. And then uh, Tennessee, they've improved, but I think they still finish in second place in the division, followed by Houston. I think Houston, they made dramatic strides from a year ago. I think they finished third, and then Jacksonville will pull up the rear um, in the division this season. Now, the AFC West, Denver is still going to be the team to beat uh, this season for sure, I believe, as long as you have Peyton Manning on the field. I think that's a given. Also, uh, Kansas City, they finished 11-5 last season. I think they still finished in second. San Diego is in third, just like last season. And Oakland, even though they finished 4-12, I think this is easily maybe a 6-7 or seven win team, maybe a 500 team. Yes, you heard me right, even 500. I know I'm in Atlanta, and Oakland, you're on the other side of the coast, but hey, I think this best team with Chuck Del Rio now as the new head coach. They've got some great young players out there, and some they fill in some key holes with some key agents. Uh, don't look at this team as being a pushover anymore. You know, I, I think that uh, this team will make some significant wins for sure, but how many remains to be seen. All right, now in the NFC, they won the division of the NFC last season followed by Dallas, the New York Giants, and the Washington Redskins. Boy, oh boy, what a division this will be this season. I think that Philadelphia still will be uh, the top team to beat. I think the Giants make improvements. I think they'll improve off that 79 season last year. I think the Cowboys take a step back this year from 8-8. And, eight. and I think that um, – I'm sorry, I think the Cowboys take a step back from uh, that um, season they had a year ago. Uh, I don't think that they will uh, 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 will be able to maintain from what we've already seen, you know, coming up. Uh, I think this season they will be uh, not a playoff team. I, I don't think so. I, I don't think they will be a playoff team at all. Uh, and I know that's probably going to hurt a lot of people. And I'm not saying that because I don't like Dallas. I'm not saying that. <laughs> But uh, I, I don't think that uh, Dallas is going to be uh, the, the team to beat this year. No, not at all. No. Uh, actually, you know, this is Hope's era. We <laughs> call this program. This is Hope's era. Um, the information I was giving you was from 2013. Bad, bad producer. Oh, bad producer. Oh, so what we're going to do is uh, go to the divisions again here right quick. In the AFC, uh, Patriots still the team to beat uh, from, from a year ago. Uh, Buffalo for the second in the division. It was Miami and the Jets. I think that um, that's still the same. I think those teams will still uh, finish in that, that order. And the AFC North is still, I think Pittsburgh will be the team to beat. Then it was Cincinnati. Uh, I think Cincinnati will finish in second. Baltimore, then Cleveland there as well. I think that would not change. Uh, Indianapolis won the division last season there, followed by Houston. I think that's going to remain the same. Tennessee has made some some great strides. I don't think they'll finish in last place. I think they'll finish third in the AFC South. And then I think Jacksonville will pull up the rear in the bottom of the division. Now, the AFC West, like I told you, Denver is still the team to beat with Peyton Manning. 
Uh, Kansas City, they finished at 9-7 at the start of great that season. And then San Diego was 9-7, and Oakland finished at 3-13. I think that uh, that order would still remain the same season. But for Kansas City to at least probably be a 10-win team, but I think Denver is still a team to beat in that division. Now in the NFC, Dallas won a division last season, followed by the Eagles, James, and Redskins. This season, I think it's going to be the Eagles, Winning the division, the Giants in second, Cowboys in third, and Redskins, yeah, put up the rear, obvious reasons there. Uh, so who knows about the quarterback situation? You know, that's not, not good there at all. All right, then the NFC North, you've got Green Bay, Detroit, Minnesota, and Chicago from a year ago in that order. I think Green Bay still wins the division this season. Detroit will finish second again. Chicago, I think, will finish third. It's going to be a toss-up, actually. Uh, well, actually, no. Let me rephrase that. I think Minnesota State will finish third, and Chicago will finish fourth. But I think this is the strongest division here, most competitive division, than like how we've seen in the NFC South. So I think Green Bay, Detroit, Minnesota, and Chicago all have good chances to win this division or at least finish second. And it's going to be if everything stays healthy and all key components and players stay Stay right. I think this is going to be a division that is up for grabs. Now, the NFC South, you've got Carolina. All teams finished under 500. Carolina finished at 7-8-1. New Orleans, 79. Falcons, 6-10. Tampa Bay, 2-14 from a year ago. Uh, I think Carolina still wins the division. Unfortunately, I have to say that. Falcons, I think, will come in second. New Orleans, third. Tampa Bay, up the rear and last. Also, NFC West, Seattle, Arizona, 49ers, St. Louis from a year ago in that order. This year, Seattle, Arizona, St. Louis, San Francisco in that order for the NFL. All right? It's going to be some great games in week one coming up. Make sure that your team is putting out their best. And I hope the Falcons do the same on Monday Night Football on Monday night, September 14th, inside the Georgia Dome against the Philadelphia Eagles. So Dan Quinn's new defense against his offense will be on prime display on prime time. All right, we're going to talk now to Darren Eels. He's the president of the Atlanta United uh, Soccer Club, the new soccer club here in Atlanta. And there was a lot of, uh, a lot of excitement. They announced that they're going to be headquartered in DeKalb County here in the metro Atlanta area. And uh, Darren, as we speak with him, you'll see that he's very excited, just not only about this new role, but the city of Atlanta and the franchise as a whole. You're listening to Taylor Makes Sports. I'm your host, Kevin Taylor. I'm here now joined with Darren Eels, who's the president of the new Atlanta soccer franchise, Atlanta United. Mr. Eels, welcome to Atlanta, DeKalb County, and how does it feel? Hi Kevin, yeah it's great, it's really exciting today to actually announce where we've got our home that's going to be you know, the, the lifeblood of the club where our first team are going to train and our academy and youngsters, we're really excited. And of course talk about the popularity of soccer, not just from a Atlanta or Southeastern type of flair but all across the country and uh, abroad as well. Absolutely, I mean I've come from the EPL in England where obviously you know, that's probably the biggest league in the world but in America we've seen audiences in Orlando of over 60,000 New York City are averaging 30,000. It's incredible the level of interest in soccer in the States. And I think it's only growing, which is really exciting for us as a new team 
And I don't know if you know, Kevin, but we've already sold over 24,000 season ticket deposits. Oh, wow. For a team that's not even going to start playing for another 19 months. That, yeah, that's, that's a record in MLS, and, you know, we're really excited. And, of course, a lot of excitement around the new stadium in downtown Atlanta. Talk about how uh, that's taking shape. Well, that's, uh, I mean, for us, that's really exciting for Atlanta United because it's due to open March 2017. So we'll be the first team to play in the new stadium. You know, the Falcons won't start playing until August in 2017. So, you know, we're really excited. It's going to be great for soccer because it'll be different from American football. We'll have some curtains that block off the top level so that it feels more intimate. The noise is retained for the soccer games. Uh, the seats at the sides actually expand outwards so we can have a full-size, feet-size pitch. It's going to be an amazing stadium. Yes, and of course, that's going to bring a lot of revenue over to that area. And also here in DeKalb County as well, because uh, you're having a partnership now with DeKalb County about the practice facility. Absolutely. I think it's going to be a great one. We are going to have a 3,500-seater stadium that's going to allow us to play some first-team matches, some friendly games, our academy fixtures, for us to bring sort of teams in when they train, perhaps the American national team or the Mexican national team. So it's going to bring a lot of people to this site. It's going to be a first-class facility because we want it to be one of the best in MLS because we need to attract that talent from around the world. We think it's going to be a great partnership with uh, DeKalb County, and we're really excited to get started on it. And uh, talk about your role as president, and uh, what will be instrumental in your day-to-day activities? Well, I focus on you know, the overall area of the team, so I suppose it breaks down into two buckets. One, the playing side, so that is the recruiting the players for the team, putting together the coaching staff for the academy and I've got a guy called Carlos Bocanegra who's my technical director who's in charge of that he's a former American national team player played 110 times for his country and then on the other side I've got Anne Rodriguez who's our senior VP of business operations who came from Under Armour so I'm working on both the business side and the sports side so it's a really exciting role. Well, I can tell you you're very excited. Again, I want to welcome you to my hometown of Atlanta, Georgia, and much continued success, not just for you, but for the entire team and Atlanta United as a whole. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate your support. Cheers. Come on, let's take a Hey, I love that ending. We said cheers there. That was Derrick Eels, president of the Atlanta United Soccer Club, that will begin play in 2017 at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And if you ever wonder how the Atlanta franchise got its name of Atlanta United FC? Well, let me tell you like this. Atlanta is a modern international city that embraces all its citizens, creating an inclusive fan base that is progressive and passionate, a fan base that becomes one voice. We all gather together and stand united. We are a football club because we are more than just a team. We are the fans. We are the community. We are Atlanta. Take it from the voices of the citizens. This is our city. This is our club. We are Atlanta United FC. All right, so that is how the Atlanta United FC came to be. And, of course, that is on their website. You can check out more about Atlanta United FC and on their website at atlutd.com. Again, it's atlutd.com. All right, well, that's going to do it for this special edition of Taylor May Sports. I'm Kevin Taylor. Thank you so much for joining me for another Wonderful program. I'm sorry about the mistake on the NFL. But, hey, you know, nobody's perfect, right? But, uh, and I can tell you, hopefully everyone will have a great start to the football season, whether it's high school, college, pro, you know, make sure that you embrace your inner fan. I know I will for Georgia State, Georgia State and my Atlanta Falcons. That's right. <laughs> Of course, with Atlanta United begins in 2017. No doubt about that. If you want to reach out to me, you can at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's all easy. Kevin Taylor, 98.
All right, that's how you get people to find it. Kevin Taylor, 98. Never be the to always and make sure that you still stay stay close because I can tell you in the next Taylor May Sports we're here, and I can tell you that Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. So the only way you'll find out is if you follow me, friend me, and keep up with me, all right? Uh, yeah, yeah, my friends. I'm out.